But it is uh, always great when we come to the house of God. We are all family in the family of God, in the kingdom of God, right? And as a family, it's always great to say, to see, you know, brothers and sisters in the Lord and say hi and, you know, catch up and say, how are you doing, right? And the Bible says we need to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. And we need to mourn with those who are mourning. So if uh, you have a testimony that God has done in your life, we would rejoice together. Oh, that's great. That's great. You know, and we don't always, you know, we may not always have testimony. Sometimes we have a struggle in our life. We may have a burden in our life. We say, oh, my child, I, I'm praying for my, uh, my children and, uh, and so on. And then we, 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 uh, we carry each other burden. And can I pray with you? You know, let's pray and believe together. Lord, touch my brothers, Lord, my children, Lord, children inheritance from the Lord. You know, and we pray with one another. That is the family of God. That is the kingdom of God, and that is what the Word of God is saying. So, you know, next time, you know, uh, uh, let's let's uh, do it better that we can get together closer. And, you know, get to know each other and uh, pray for one another, encourage one another, strengthen one another, build up one another, carry each other burden. Amen? Hallelujah. How many of you want to do that? Hallelujah. That the body of Christ will be strong. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you for the worship team. Thank you. Uh, two of you, you know, can route the, the uh, 10,000 uh, enemies, <laughs> right? <laughs> Praise God. Praise the Lord. This afternoon, brothers and sisters, uh, we are going to do a uh, revision, right? Uh, this uh, uh, of, of, the, uh, of the sermon, of the teaching uh, lesson that we have learned so far. You know, this month, uh, month of July, uh, that is uh, the theme of our, uh, for the month of July is Kingdom's Calling. Right, kingdoms calling and kingdoms and serving in the kingdom of God. Yeah, uh, we we have uh, I think two months ago we talked about the serving in the kingdom of God. Today we talk about the callings in the kingdom of God. You are called by God by name. Amen. Amen. You don't look excited about it. You know, if, 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 if uh, I, uh, you know, uh, I have, uh, you know, my company is a multinational company, and if uh, my big, big boss know me by name, wow, it is a privilege, right? You know, you know my name. Or in a school, you know, if a teacher call my name, that is fine. It's not a teacher is expected to know my name, but if the principal know my name, wow, that's great. Yeah. God knows your name. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Praise Him. Hallelujah. If you are rejoicing, give Him clap offering. Praise God. And God has called you. And then the uh, first thing that God is calling us, you know, is in Mark chapter 1, verse 14 until 15. Mark chapter 1, 14 to 15, uh, the Word of God says, Repent and believe to enter into the kingdom of God. Yeah? Uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. Yeah? Uh, repent. Jesus says, repent and believe to enter into the kingdom of God. And there are two things that we need to do so that we can enter into the kingdom of God. Right? Number one is to repent. Number two is that we believe in Jesus. If you have not entered into the kingdom of God, the calling of God even today is still the same, that He wants you to come into His kingdom and by doing two things, believe in Jesus and repent. Yeah. So when we come to the Lord, it's not just simply we say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior, that's it. But there is always be in the, uh, the sinner's prayer that, Lord Jesus, I will follow you the days of my life. Amen. That means I will follow your will. I will follow your word. I will follow your command. I will follow no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I live is in faith, in, in believing in the, uh, the love of God who has given His Son for us, to die for us. Amen. Now, as we uh, believe in Jesus and as we repent, that repent means the way we, we, uh, we change the way we think, we enter into the kingdom of God. Right? Now, today I'm going to do some teaching, so it, I need you, you know, to help me, to work with me. And I, I believe as you respond to the word of God, the word of God will come into your life and will bless you. Now, how many of you are already in the kingdom of God? Amen. Amen. Uh, lift up your hands. If you believe you are in the kingdom of God. All right. So if you are not raising your hand, all right, uh, you, you need to come to the Lord and say, God, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I repent from my own ways and I will follow you. And, you know, you can always uh, uh, meet the pastors after the service. All right. Now, if you are in the kingdom of God, we are saved, and there is a great blessing in the kingdom of God. And that's why we want to go into the kingdom of God. We do not want to be outside of the kingdom of God. Why? Because in the kingdom of God, there are blessings that God has given. Amen? Yeah. So there are two things, easy things, right? It's called eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son so that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life, meaning we will inherit heaven. Amen? Hallelujah. How many of you are happy that you have heaven? All right? Praise the Lord. Number two, Jesus says the thief has come to steal and uh, to kill and to destroy, but I have come, Jesus says. The devil has come, the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come, Jesus says, to give you life and life in an abundance. Amen? 
life that is fulfilled, life that is full, that is in the fullness. Now, in order for us to do that, in order for us to have this life and life in an abundance, for us to enter into the kingdom of God and to live and to, uh, to inherit the, 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 the eternal life, Jesus says, believe in me. Believe in Jesus. Meaning what? You believe in Him more than you believe in yourself. You believe in Him more than what you think. You believe in Him more than what other people say. You believe that His Word is truth. And we obey, and that's why we obey His Word. Right? And that takes change of mind. That takes us to say, I will not follow my way anymore. I will not follow what I think before, but now I follow Jesus Christ. And that's why we are called Christian, Christ, Christian. Now, let's me, let me give you an example of, of, of you know, what kind of repentance that we need to do. Right? Simple things. Right? Our priority will have to change. Yeah. Let's say with me, my priority has to change. Are you still awake? My priority has to change. Yeah. Let's read from Matthew chapter 6, verse 32 and 33. Come, uh, let's uh, open up the Bible. Are you able to get it? Yeah. Matthew chapter 6, verse 32 and 33. Yeah. Okay. Now, Jesus says, for the Gentiles, for people who do not know the Lord, seek after all these things. What are these? You know, the riches, uh, what you eat, what you wear, you know, uh, you know it's all these uh, vanity things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need food and drink and clothing. Okay? But in the kingdom of God, there is a priority difference. Okay? In the kingdom of God, we seek the kingdom of God first and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us. Now, we can hear this many times. As often as we hear it, ask ourselves today, I know this verse, have I lived it? Have I lived in it? Because tomorrow is Monday. <laughs> Tomorrow is, uh, you are not going to be in the church. Tomorrow you'll be in the workplace. Tomorrow you will be in the office. Tomorrow you'll be in a study place. Tomorrow you will uh, mingle around uh, people who may not know the Lord. And they say, money is important. Jesus says you cannot serve God and mammon. So that's why Jesus says, if you want to enter into the kingdom of God, if you want to have life in its fullness, you say, seek first the kingdom of God. Amen? You want to say this uh, verse with me? I will seek the kingdom of God first, and all other things shall be added unto me. One more time. I will seek the kingdom of God first, and all other things shall be added unto me. Hallelujah. That is the priority in the kingdom of God. If you want to live in the kingdom of God, we need to put aside all our old ways and take the new ways, the new principles, the new priorities. Hallelujah. Now, another thing, 
I give you another example. If you want to live in the kingdom of God, you know what is the greatest in the kingdom of God? Okay, maybe you think, wow, a lot of things, right? A lot of things great in the kingdom of God. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, there remains these three things, which is faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of all is? It's love. Oh, oh you know, God says we need to live in love. And the greatest commandment that Jesus gave to us is love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your uh, soul, with all your mind, with all of your strength. That is the first commandment. The second commandment that is same to it is love your neighbor as you love yourself. Praise God. We need to walk in love. Now, uh, let's open up 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Yeah, First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, starting from verse 4. Yeah, now First Corinthians chapter 13 is the passage of love, right? We know that. Now the question is that about, not about whether you know it. The question is whether I have lived in it. Whenever you read the Word of God and you say, oh, I know that, ask yourself the second question. Have I lived in it, right? So the verse Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 and, 2, uh, 1 and 2 and 3 says, If you know the whole things in the world, you know all the mysteries, if you can speak other things, speak all the angels and so on, you don't have love, it's just zero. It's just like a gong that is a, that's a sound and that's it, you know. It doesn't move anything, it doesn't change anything. And if you even, the uh, verse number 3 says, even if you give everything, you know, we, 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 we put all of our money, you know, for the work of God or for the charity or for whatever. Jesus says, the word of God says, if I don't have love, it's zero. So love is most important. Now, the question is that, do we walk in love? Let's start with our family. Do we walk in love in our family? Let's start with our circle of influence around us. Do we live in love? And verse 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, says, ah, this one is New King James Version. I think we should change to English Standard Version. It's easier. Okay, love is patient. Uh, not, not that one. It's okay. Uh, don't change, you know. Put the NKJV on top. Okay, love is patient, right? So if you want to live in, a, live in an abundance, we need to walk in love. That means we need to walk in patience, and love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. You know, it's hard, right? If you see somebody who is doing better than you, naturally in our hearts we say that, why didn't it happen to me? I do not know about you. Many times I have that question. But love rejoices with those who rejoice. And we, when we walk in love, we rejoice when other people are blessed. Love does not envy or boast. Love is not arrogant or rude. Arrogant means you are, you, 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 you are, what do you call, you think highly about yourself, right? You rude meaning you belittle other people, right? Yeah. There's one time I was in a, in a project, I was working with my uh, colleague. And then my colleague says, you know, we have kind of arguments and so on. 
And then uh, during one of the lunch time, he said, Nico, what you said is correct. Okay? But why we argued? Because when you say it, I got offended. He doesn't say that exactly, but basically he got offended because the way you say it is like making me useless person, as if I don't understand a simple thing. All right, so, you know, I, I, I heard about it. I repent. I say, God, you know, I know I am right, but putting other people down by saying the right thing is not even right. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> oh, man, right? So I need to change, you know. It's like speaking the truth in love. Let me give you an example. You have a close friend, and your friend just finished lunch and talked to you very closely, and you smell garlic, you smell, you know, he burped a little bit and so on. Are you going to say, oh man, your breath stinks, right? <laughs> You know, you, you, you don't want to say that, right? Okay, you do not want to say that. And, 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 and you will try to put up, right? Okay, I hope this conversation will be over soon, right? But if you never tell the person that his breath stinks, he will go to another person and he might embarrass himself. If you have love enough for him, you would want to tell him something that is not right in his life. But then if you want to tell him, then you need to know that you need to make, that you want to build him rather than embarrass him. And that's why love includes tactfulness, right? You know, tactfulness. The way we speak love needs to be tactful that we customize to the person that will receive it so that he will be blessed rather than embarrassed or looked down and so on. Love does not insist on its own, uh, is not irritable, resentful, it does not rejoice at wrongdoing, it rejoices in truth. Verse 7 says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. I counsel not one, but more than one, maybe two or three uh, couples, right? And uh, they say, one of the couple, the husband or the wife say, so tough this marriage. This marriage is impossible. I say it is impossible in the human way, but God says, the word of God says, when God has made two become one, let no man separate. So now, do you believe in the Word of God? Yeah, I believe, but it's difficult. I know it's difficult. But will you put your trust in God saying that this marriage will work out because of God, not because of me? And if you believe that, walk in love because love believes bears all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. Hallelujah.
Praise the Lord. So when we come into the kingdom of God, we need to change the way we live. We change our values. We change our priorities. We change our thoughts conforming to the word of God. And as we live in the word of God, then Jesus brings us into life, life in an abundance. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Not easy. Not easy for our flesh. That's why Jesus says, if anyone wants to follow me, the first condition is that he must deny himself. Because what God wants us to do is contrary to what our flesh wants to do. But flesh leads us to destruction. Spirit leads us to life. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, brothers and sisters, as we enter the kingdom of God, we have the hope of our calling. That's our inheritance. And let's open up uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. It says, <clears throat> first, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. Yeah. Now, I pray that you may know that the, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? Apostle Paul says he prays to God so that the Holy Spirit will enlighten the eyes of the church in Ephesus, it's called Ephesians, that their eyes will be enlightened, that they see the hope of God's calling. Yeah? Now, trickery, short change, uh, sh sh uh, sham, may happen when you do not know the value of the stuff. Yeah? There's a story that uh, uh, one, uh, one old uh, couple, right, uh, passed away, and then the, 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 the daughter inherited the uh, house and uh, opened up the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, attic, the uh, uh, storeroom, and uh, clear up all these things because you want to just uh, clear up the house and then want to sell it out, right? Uh, and then there are some paintings, old paintings there, dusty and, uh, you know, and uh, some uh, people come and buy all those uh, paintings. They say, like, say, oh, okay, this one, how much? Okay, probably $50. Okay, fine, $50. This one, how much? $100. Okay, fine. And one of the paintings is Picasso painting. There's another one, Van Gogh painting. Now, you know, it's, it's worth thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? This daughter, maybe the parents also never tell them, oh, oh, probably Picasso was not famous at that time. They don't know the value. If, if only they knew the value, they will not sell that painting for $50, $100. They can get hundreds of thousands of dollars, even millions of dollars. I do not know what is the real value, right? Do you know 
the value of your calling in the kingdom of God? Do you know how much you will get when you get into heaven? It is invaluable. Cannot be counted, cannot be measured. That it took Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for us such a great value. And yet, some Christians, they leave behind their faith for something that is temporary, worldly. And the devil will always try to shake our faith to devalue what God has in store for us. And that's why Apostle Paul prayed, Lord, open up the eyes of your church because there are difficulties coming their ways, because there are persecution coming their ways, because there are challenges, but let them not forget the value of their calling. And today I pray, and let's just pray for one another. Lord, strengthen my brother, my sisters. Lord, some of them don't come to church anymore, and I do not know why. Maybe other things, they are, they are busy with other things, but those things that they are pursuing are temporary. There is an eternal value that they may miss out if they look down on the calling of God. We need to get down to our knees, on our knees, and say, pray and intercede for our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Do you want to do that, amen? While we are keeping ourselves, you know, check that we are standing on our faith. That is the hope of calling. Esau was tricked by Jacob. You know Esau? He has the firstborn right. And just because of... Uh, Lentil soup, or is um, red bean soup, another translation. Imagine, lentil soup, red bean soup, compared to the blessing as a firstborn. And the Bible says, Esau, even though through tears, repentance, he tried sorrow, he tried to get it back, he couldn't get it back. We need to value what Jesus has done for us. Hallelujah. And then the next thing is that entering into the kingdom of God, hope in, uh, uh, calling into the kingdom of God, uh, hope of His calling, and then purpose in His calling. Okay, and that's what we are going to discuss further today. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 until 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 until 10. Hallelujah. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Because for we are His workmanship, we are his creation created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. There is a calling in the kingdom of God, 
as we enter into the kingdom of God, as we enjoy all the abundance and blessing in the kingdom of God, and we walk in the way of God, changing our way we're thinking through the repentance, and it says, you are His creation. You are man-made by God, handmade by God for good works. The scripture. For the good works that God has prepared beforehand so that we may walk in them. Amen? Do we want to walk in them? Do we want to walk in that good works? Amen? Amen? This is a glorious thing, you know, that God has in store for us. Now, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 says, he talked about the light of the world and the salt of the world. And verse 16, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So if you combine these two scriptures together, God is calling us into His kingdom for us to and before, you know, call into the kingdom, and he prepared good works for us, something that we can do so that we may walk in it, and as we walk in it, other people will see that and glorify God, all right? Now, <clears throat> each one of us has a purpose, right? There's always be a general purpose, okay? Number one, general purpose. You know, car is created for transportation, Right? Phone is created for communication. Right? Uh, lamp is created for lighting. Okay? Uh, house is for dwelling. But there is a specific calling. Okay? There are different types of cars. There's a lorry, there's a trucks, there's a wagon, there's a sedan, there's a, a sport car. Okay? Each one of them has a different purpose because it's a unique thing. Right? Different kind of light, light, this kind of light, okay? We put it in this auditorium. You don't put it this in the, our house because it's too bright, yeah? Um, uh, there's a different type of building. This kind of building is uh, for auditorium, for more people to come. You don't make your house in this kind of setup, right? Why? Because it depends on the purpose. And each one of you is unique. And God has a unique purpose for you. Amen? Hallelujah. Number one is a general purpose. Number two, specific uh, uh, calling. And then the third one is that our calling is greater than ourselves. Okay. Uh, tell the person next to you, your calling is greater than yourself. Yeah. What does it mean by your calling is greater than yourself? You, 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 have you seen a jigsaw puzzle? All right. Jigsaw puzzle. Uh, how many of you like to do jigsaw puzzle? Uh, we try, I tried last time, the last time I did is, uh, I think, uh, 1,000 pieces with my daughter, <laughs> right? 1,000, is it? Or 500, or 250, I can't remember. 1,000 sounds a lot, right? Okay, maybe 500, right? Now, if you look at one parcel itself, you know, that parcel uh, is uh, maybe not so great, yeah? Just one parcel. But if that parcel is placed in the whole picture, that creates a beautiful picture together. Your life is a puzzle on its own, and it may be great on its own, but it's even greater if it is placed 
in the parcel that God has planned for the church. Amen? Now, you know, uh, Joseph, Joseph experienced unpleasant things, right? Joseph was sold uh, as a slave and uh, go to the uh, Potiphar's house and go to the jail and he become the prime minister of Egypt, right? And then when the brothers came to see him, he said, do not be sad for all the things that you have done for me. You, you are planning bad things, but God has turned it around to be my good. And then Joseph understand his role. He understand his role is for what? Understand his role that because of him, he can preserve the whole family of Jacob, the whole family of Jacob throughout the famine, and they can survive that period. They are not, they do not die. And out of that family come the lineage for our Savior, Jesus Christ. So he himself is not part of the lineage of uh, Jesus Christ, is under Judah, but he is playing part in that scenario, in that God's big plan that he preserved that family and that family will, uh, out of that family will come out the Savior of the world. You know, uh, David was shepherding and uh, he was uh, in uh, a shepherd out there in the wilderness and, uh, you know, even the parents also, the father also forgot where he is. He thought that he's nobody and he need to, uh, you know, fight against the uh, bear and the lion. But that's just a preparation because one day he will fight Goliath and he become the king of Israel. He is part of the parcel, part of the plan of God. And if you remember the story of Naaman, Naaman, right? Naaman, the, the, the general from Syrian, Syrian general, very powerful, and yet he has a leprosy. And in the story, there's only one little girl. And say to the wife of Naaman, if only my master meet the prophet in the Israel, he will be healed. You may not have a big deal, uh, you know, you may not lay hands on people, 100 people, then 100 people fall, fall down, you throw your jacket, and then 1,000 people, you know, and so on. You may do a small little thing, but that is recorded in the Bible. The works of that girl, that girl is just a slave, but she played a prominent role in the kingdom of God. Say with me, I have a prominent role in the kingdom of God. And may the Holy Spirit lead you to find your purpose, like what we, the song, the last song that we sang, right? And God use us according to that calling. General purpose of the, we, all of us have a general purpose in our life, uh, in the kingdom of God, and we have a specific calling, and we have a calling that is greater than ourselves. And now we come to this living in the kingdom of God, and uh, living for the kingdom of God. Let's turn uh, our Bible to First Peter chapter two, verse nine. And it's going to be a great thing, right? It's going to be a uh, great revelation for all of us. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. Okay. Uh, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let's read this Bible and change you to become I, right? Okay, one, two, three. But I am 
a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special people, that I may proclaim the praises of him who called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, I want to, before, before I want to tell you the second part, which is calling for the kingdom of God, uh, keep, keep, keep the scripture. I want you to understand that, that we are in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are special people. God has called us to become his son and daughter. We have a special privilege in the kingdom of God. And many times, we are in the kingdom of God and not knowing our privileges, our rights, our the facilities that we have in the kingdom of God. You know, I, I told you the one story last time, right? Uh, I went for the cruise, Star Cruise. Yeah? Star Cruise. Uh, the Star Cruise uh, started at about uh, 5 o'clock, 5.30, I think, uh, left from uh, Sentosa at that time. And then I, 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 they say, oh, you need to come uh, early. And then I say, okay, let's come early, you know, um, with my wife. Try to go to Star Cruise early. We check in around 2 p.m. And then I said, thinking, what will I do, you know, 2 p.m. until 5 p.m.? I'll be hungry, right? You know, so we, at the harbor front there, we bought some, you know, some uh, cakes, some uh, uh, snacks, okay? Uh, banana that we can fill up ourselves and waiting until 5, right? So we go in there and we wait in the cabin, uh, you know, trying to make ourselves comfortable in the cabin and just eat the uh, snacks that we carry. Only 5 o'clock when I went out, Actually, the buffet already started. And I was thinking, oh, no. <laughs> if only I knew, I wouldn't eat that kind of you know, food because there's abundance over there. And in the kingdom of God, we do not know the buffet that God has provided for us. And we are in the corner that trying to survive with our own means. Brothers and sisters, may the Holy Spirit open up our eyes to see the secret of heaven riches that we may live in it that we may be blessed by it so that we can proclaim. God is not asking you to proclaim something that you have not experienced. God is not asking you to, do, to witness or to tell other people how great in the kingdom of God if you are having misery in the kingdom of God. But in the first place, you are not supposed to have misery in the kingdom of God. Oh, you know, when I saw that, you know, there is a, Buffet then, and that buffet is like, I do not know, it's like seven days, seven times a day, right? If you take the cruise of morning sunrise, and then breakfast, and then morning tea, and lunch, and then afternoon uh, tea, and then evening there's a dinner, and then a supper. I think it's about seven meals over there. And I'm trying to carry some snacks with my own things, and uh, <sighs> if only we know the riches in the kingdom of God. And may God entrust us that secret that we may dwell in it, live by it, and we declare to the world what a blessings we have in Jesus Christ. In the kingdom of God, we are blessed 
We are having salvation, we have blessings, not curses. We have faith and not fear. We have peace that's beyond all understanding. We don't need to live in worries and anxieties because God says, your father knows about all your, about your, your worries, you know. And, and look, at the, look at the bird in the air. They don't worry about what they're going to eat. Your father take care of them. How much more he take care of you? Oh, you little faith. That's what Jesus says. Sometimes we have little faith that we don't enjoy. And that's why we are forcing ourselves to tell other people, Jesus is good, God is good. You know, um, you know. if we experience that in our life, if we experience victory, we experience breakthrough, we experience peace and joy in the kingdom of God, in the righteous kingdom of God, and sometimes we have not experienced that because, come back to the first point that I say, we have not changed the way we live. We still live by selfishness. We have wrong priority. We do not walk in love and so on. Hallelujah. So God wants us to be blessed in the kingdom of God, in this kingdom. And you, I am a chosen race. I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. I am a people of God's own. And then, as I am blessed, as I am redeemed, as I am uh, helped by God, as I experience goodness of God, taste and see that the Lord is good, I can proclaim the excellencies, the scripture, excellencies of Him who called me out of darkness into His marvelous light. And as we do that, testimony becomes easy. Testimony is easy. Hallelujah. There's a calling in God's kingdom, and there are five calling. Number one is a worship. Yeah, worship, fellowship, discipleship, uh, service ministry, and uh, evangelism. We call into the kingdom of God, we call to worship God. Therefore, I beseech you, brothers and sisters, to present your, your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Right? That's number one. Number two, if we are called, we are called into the body of Christ. Yeah. I really encourage you, if you have not joined any cool, join the cool. Right? Uh, one of the best cool in Singapore is in Bukit Panjang. That is in my place. <laughs> uh, Kauru and uh, Mark, you know, you want to promote your cool, <laughs> right? Okay, and uh, uh, there's another one, great one in the Tiong Bahru. There's another one in the Hokang. There's another one in the Woodland, right? Uh, there's another one in Mount Sinai. Yeah, join one of them so that you can have a fellowship. Why we need to have a fellowship in the body of Christ? Because we, need, we receive strength and unity. Uh, if one can be defeated, two can withstand. And three caught, three st uh, st strain of cords are not easily uh, broken because, you know, uh, when we are in unity, we, we, we help each other, we cover each other, we pray for one another. And like I mentioned earlier, I think we should do that more in the body of Christ in the church, right? Uh, after the service, you know, uh, let's not straight away go outside. Okay, even though we have refreshment, let's pray for somebody. Okay, and if you want to do that, right, 
just approach somebody that you know, you know uh, perhaps it's not easy to pray for a stranger, but somebody you know and pray for that person. The next one is about the discipleship. Okay? Uh, we, we, we want to become more and more like Jesus. We want to be uh, shaped okay, uh, in the kingdom of God. And the shaping in the kingdom of God comes by the interactions with other people. If we interact with other people, then only then we know that we may not be patient enough, that we may not be kind enough, that we may not be generous enough, and that will help us to change our, with the work of the Holy Spirit that we uh, shape our character to become more like the Lord. Number four that I want to share with you this afternoon more is about ministry and functioning the body of Christ. Let's turn to uh, Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, verse 6 until 8. <clears throat> Romans chapter 12, verse 6 until 8. Now, I, I encourage you, you know, again, in the kingdom of God, you have a calling, and one of the calling in the kingdom of God is to serve, right? Because you are part of the body. You, you have a function in the body of Christ. Open up the Romans chapter 12, verse 6 until 8. You have the part in the body of Christ, and you need to play your role. You, each one of us is different. Some of us are the ears, some of us are the eyes, some of us are the arms, the leg, and so on. But each one of us is important because without we functioning in the body of Christ, without you are functioning in the body of Christ, that body is not full, it's not complete. Right now, what are the gifts in the uh, body of Christ here? Okay, there's a body, uh, there's a prophecy, right? Uh, given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. The next one is about a ministry, uh, that service, that be ministering. And the third one is about teaching, okay? Uh, the third one, the fourth one is about giving, okay? Exhort, okay? Uh, teaching and then giving. Okay, and then exhortation, okay, and then uh, giving, and then next one, and then next one is the administration. Next one. No, no, first eight. Okay, lead. Those who, he who leads with diligence, uh, he should, and then last one is a mercy. Now, uh, there's another uh, way to look at this. Uh, you can read that. Scripture in the, at home again. Prophecy is the eye of the body of Christ. Service is the hands of the body of Christ. Teaching is the mind of the body of Christ. Giving are the arms of the body of Christ. Exhortation is the mouth of the body of Christ. Administration is the head of the body of Christ. And then mercy at the heart of the body of Christ. So if we put ourselves in the body of Christ and do what God has placed us to do, and the body become complete. Imagine if if, if uh, you know, three of you are, for example, you, know, you have the gift of prophecy, all right? and then you hold yourself back, you know, I, I'm, I do not want to do that, you know, it sounds like weird, I'm not confident to do that. The body of Christ in this church here, we lack that eyes of the body. We lack the uh, prophecy, the gifts of prophecy, gift of teaching, yeah? and so on. So as we, as we come together, and each one of us bring the gift of God in our lives, and there the body become complete. Yesterday, I had a, a family uh, worship with my children, and I taught them about the First Corinthians chapter twelve. First Corinthians chapter twelve is talk about the spiritual gifts, okay? About the uh, word of knowledge, word of uh, wisdom, uh, prophecy, right? And then uh, discerning spirits, speaking in tongue, interpretation of tongue, and then gift of faith, gift of healing, and gift of uh, miracles. 
And I tell my children, the word of God says, desire the best gifts. You want these gifts? Let me pray for you. All right. And I want my children to have the spiritual gifts that they can function in the body of Christ. And today, all right, I pray that all of you will understand, will know that gifts in your life. And may God increase that as you use it in the body of Christ, in the kingdom of God. All right? And finally, I want to share with you practical things. All right? uh, serving in the body of Christ is the best. Okay? Uh, if you are serving in the church, it's the best. Why? Because in case you need something, in case you, know, you pray for somebody or you are serving something and you do not know what to do, there are other people who can help you. There are leaders who can help you. There are other workers who can work with you. If you're out there, it's a bit difficult, right? Okay? But as you uh, uh, become well-trained in the body of Christ, it is always great to go out there like what Jesus did. And Jesus go around, right? Jesus are not always in the synagogue. He always walk around and go to, from cities and to other villages and uh, pre uh, proclaim the kingdom of God and heal the sick and cast out the demon, right? But that happened in the body of Christ, each one of us. Let's start from the church, right? Okay? Now, we are also serving outside, yeah? Um, Brother Paul uh, is uh, going to have a, what's it, what's it called, Paul? Prison ministry? Prison fellowship ministry, PFM, PFS, Prison Fellowship Singapore. Yeah. So, uh, Reverend Paul is going to uh, start this, you know, joining in this PFS, uh, Prison Fellowship Singapore. Uh, if you want to, you know, if your, your uh, gift is in uh, talking to people, right, talking and you are not intimidated by the convicts, Okay, you can join him. And this ministry is uh, two things. One is that to uh, take care of the convicts, and the other one is to take care of the family of the convicts. Because the family now become, you know, especially if the husband or the father is in the prison, then the family become, you know, without any head of the family. So this ministry is going to help that. And if you are interested to join that, you join that. Right? Uh, second one is uh, uh, my wife, Stella, is organizing the uh, ministry to the old folks' home. Right? What's the name? I cannot hear you, but it's a old folks' home, and uh, we are going to teach them how to, uh, you know, uh, at the old folks' home, you know, probably we will sing with them and uh, uh, do some uh, mini exercise, uh, even uh, those who are in the wheelchair and so on, and just uh, let them experience the joy of the Lord and, uh, you know, taking care of them, showing that we still care, that they are not forgotten, right? And if you are having that kind of gifts, you approach uh, Stella. Right, uh, that we can, uh, you know, you can minister together with, with her, right? But otherwise, I would encourage you to join the cool, because cool is the best place for you to grow. Uh, praying for one another, encourage one another, see somebody who is in need and try to extend yourself, you know, not just simply me and my family and my business and my finance and my need, but others as well. And care for others, give to others, help others. And you will be blessed because you are fulfilling the calling of God in your life. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Let's, let's sing the last song. Yeah. Let's sing the last song and then we end with prayer. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, what have we learned today? You are called into the kingdom of God.
If you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please approach us after the service. We will help you to know Him. And if you have any doubts and so on, you know, help you come uh, ask us, and we'll try to help answer some questions that your faith can be firm in Him, that you may enter the kingdom of God. Number two, as you enter the kingdom of God, God gives you eternal life and life in an abundance. But that comes by believing in Him, trusting Him. Number two, it's by repentance, by changing the way we live. No longer we live as what we wish, as the world does, as everybody else does, but live in the Word of God. And then as you receive your kingdom, live in the kingdom of God, don't forget the hope of your calling. Only God knows in the heaven as we enter the kingdom of God, we know it. Wow, if I knew this much, right, I would even live more for God. Understand the value in the kingdom of God and then understand your position in the kingdom of God. Do something. You are precious in God's sight. Start to do something that you may see not only God is blessing you, but God can use you to bless others. And as you do that, the Bible says always more blessed to give than to receive. It's more, more happy. <laughs> it's happier to be a blessing than to receive blessings. That's the truth. Yeah. Some people who are very rich, they're still not satisfied. You know why? I do not know why. I'm not that rich. But I know one thing. If I give something to other people, I give life to other people, I give encouragement, I give prayer to other people, I'm serving, I feel my life, my life is meaningful and content. Shall we rise up together in prayer? Hallelujah. Come Holy Spirit
most of what I shared this afternoon, you may have heard it before, but the question is that whether you have lived in it. And if you have lived in it, do you want to live in it more? Now, if you want to respond to the word of God, just say, God, I want to do your will, Lord. I have heard you loud and clear. I give myself upon your calling. How many of you want to say that? Raise, your raise, raise up your hand. Raise up your hand. Raise up your hand. And just speak to the Lord. Just speak to the Lord. Tell Him which area that you want to, you know, you want to grow, you want to commit more, and you want to give yourself more. Or is it the area for you to enter into the kingdom of God? Is it the area for you to live in the kingdom of God? Is it the area to change the way you live, the priority of your life, the value system of your life? Is it want to align to the will of God, to the word of God, that I may live in abundance, Lord, that through that, you may proclaim the marvelous deeds of God, the excellencies of God. Excellency, wow, that's a word. The excellencies of God who called you out of the darkness to the kingdom of light. Speak to the Lord this afternoon. Speak to the Lord. BIS prayer tower every Thursday, 7.30, right? Join the prayer tower, pray, pray, pray. You know, those some people who forget the value of their calling and got busy with other things that, you know, that has value, but none in comparison to the value in the king, of the kingdom of God that they have. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray, God, that each one of us will respond to your calling. Respond with all our hands, oh God. Respond with both hands, oh God. And say, Lord, I want to come into the kingdom of God. And I want to respond. And I want to, Lord, uh, do your works, oh God. I want to be live in the kingdom of God and live for the kingdom of God. I want to live in the blessings of the kingdom of God. And I want to be a blessing to many, many Bless this church, oh God. Everyone, everyone, fresh anointing. Holy Spirit, God, only you can do that. Lord, penetrate the deepest heart of ours, God. That we may wholeheartedly come to you. Lord, my life is in your hand. Lord, you have given a lot to us. You have given us much, oh God. Hallelujah. I want to start to do something small and bless every small little step that we do. Lord, and you entrust this church with a bigger more as each one of us join hands together, Lord, as the body of Christ to do the will of God for the kingdom of God in this uh, Singapore, Lord, and this time in this generation. Thank you, Lord. Bless everyone. Bless families. Lord, every, every struggle, every... Uh, 
challenge that they have, oh God, as they put the kingdom of God first, bless them, bring breakthrough, bring, bring, bring victory, oh God, in their lives. Let them know that God is with them and nothing can be against them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this afternoon. Thank you for your word. Bless us to be the doers of the word of God, starting from today and throughout this week as we walk in your grace, oh Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we want to give our uh, tithe and offering in the house of the Lord. Bless everyone who gives his cheerful heart with abundant blessings from heaven. In the name of Jesus, we pray and give thanks. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are going to the gift of the Lord. Okay. Uh, today we have uh, two offerings. Uh, the first one is for... Uh, one is for Diaconia, okay? Uh, the first one is for Diaconia and the second one is for uh, the normal offering. Diaconia is for, to help our brothers and sisters who are in need. From time to time, we uh, uh, receive a request for help and we use this fund to help our brothers and sisters who are in need. Thank you, Lord. We pray that you bless both Diaconia and our uh, Titan offering. Lord, uh, every uh, time we come to the house of the Lord, we do not want to come with empty-handed, but Lord, we want to bring and... Uh, blessings to you and glorify your name in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen.